Hey unicorns, today I wanted to share my story. I had recorded this a while back, actually almost two years ago on a different podcast that I had started and I was listening back to it and even in two years, I have changed so much. When I recorded the original story, I start out saying that this is a podcast for high vibe entrepreneurs or uh, I actually don't remember exactly what I said, but it was so funny because I'm listening to it and I was like, oh, wow, I sound so low vibe, <laughs> but I, that's why I wanted to re-record it because I think there's a lot of value in my story and my journey. And I guess when I originally recorded, I was still in a transformational period, trying to figure out what it all meant and the reason and where I stood and and where I was going. So here is Kendra 2.0 retelling my story and sharing it with you guys. I hope it resonates and I hope you get something from it. And I just want you to know that no matter what you're going through right now, you are not alone your situation, although may seem completely unique and nobody understands, I promise you somebody out there has gone through it, has come through it. They're on the other side and all it takes sometimes is just reaching out to find your tribe. So listen in, grab a cup of coffee. Let's go. So my story begins, a young naive, sweet little girl with the dreams of living and working in New York City. I decided that was coming in the package of becoming a designer. And I always knew I wanted to be doing something creative. I didn't quite understand what that looked like until I was older and realized that my, my technological side, the part of me that loves computers and, and the way things work, really meshed quite nicely with my creative side. So I went to school to become a graphic designer. I went to Philadelphia and I received my education there. I grew and was ready to jump into the workforce, which I wanted to uh, work in New York City. I got out of college. I was in a relationship through most of my college years with with um, a man who I assumed was going to be my husband and we just grew in different directions. And it was a really, really difficult thing for me to understand that even though you loved someone so, so much that it still wasn't quite the right fit for me, marriage and partnership just sort of looked like, well, any two people that loved each other enough could make this work, which I still believed even after that breakup. So I was absolutely heartbroken. I got out of college feeling somewhat uh, misguided, directionless. I knew my my career goals, what they looked like, but my personal life was was completely flipped upside down. I didn't know where to go from there. And I, I had definitely been the type of girl that would latch on to a guy and sort of take on their whole persona. Um, So now not having a partner really was difficult for me to figure out who I was and what I wanted. I ended up getting a job on Long Island, which is where I'm from. I moved back home with my parents and then found an apartment um, after I had gotten my job. 
And it was a great job. I met some incredible people, learned some really great lessons, but it still wasn't the city. And I did have that opportunity about a year after that first job. Um, I got the job, quote unquote. I was so excited and went in, started working in Manhattan in Midtown and was absolutely shocked that I hated it. I It was one of those moments, and I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate, where you think you know you want something and you work towards it your whole life and then you get there and you're like, oh gosh, wait a minute, um, this isn't really what I want. And of course, because how would you know what you actually want unless you try it on. And I'm a big proponent for going, chasing your dreams, going after what you want and reevaluating when you get there. You know, is this the right fit? Maybe it's in a different package. Maybe it's, it looks different than I had originally thought it did. So I was at that company for a year. I learned a lot about business and design and working with clients and understanding how to nurture client relationships, how to work with major, major brands, and a lot of um, a lot of things about just production and all sorts of stuff. So I decided that I didn't want to be in Manhattan and wanted to be out on Long Island or in a more rural setting. And so I left that job and I called my network of people that I'd connected with over the years and told them I was going freelance and ready for hire. <laughs> um, luckily, I had a lot of really, really great people that um, picked me up from my first company. And I started doing a lot of freelance work for them. And they recommended me out to other people and started building that freelance business. I made some connections on Long Island and really started to become a successful um, freelancer. At the same time, um, I was going through a you know breakup um, all that time. I was I was really heartbroken. So when I met my ex husband, I was sort of trying to pick up the pieces from that last relationship and understand, um, you know what what real partnership would look like and what I wanted um, from my next relationship. And this man checked every box. He was so attractive and helped me move into my new apartment and was just there for me in a way that I'd never had a partner be there for me before. And I was head over heels very, very quickly. Um, we moved really fast. And I I was always follow your heart, follow your gut. Um, you know, looking back, obviously, I see so many red flags and what I should have seen, but just being so young and not having a whole lot of um, experience with relationships at that level, it just seemed all, you know, so faded. Everything was so smooth and going so well. And, um, but very quickly, things started to get weird and unravel. And I didn't really quite understand what was happening. I just knew this wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, there were insecurities around him speaking with other women, um, just sort of not telling me where he was, not being very open. And I didn't, I, I was told that I was being jealous and crazy and, um, you know, why would I be with you if I was going to be with someone else? And so it was a lot of trusting this person that I really, really wanted to trust because I loved him and I thought he was the coolest and just 
like I said, he really filled every, checked every box that I was looking for. So these other things just sort of, I pushed them to the side, even though I felt like maybe they were not aligned with what I was looking for. It was okay. They would change. They would get better. Of course, he wouldn't cheat on me this early. Of course, he wouldn't cheat on me if he was going to be living with me. Like, why why would somebody commit to you, but then on the side, really not be committed to you? And I hadn't met a personality type like this before either. So this was my first um, experience with someone who could look you in the eye and lie very earnestly. I really had never met anyone like that before. I thought I had a pretty good um, judge of character. And I realized that I was blinded by a lot of things. Um, but specifically this narcissistic personality type that I was just unaware existed. So we moved in together. We got engaged. Um, even through the engagement, there were so many arguments and things that I saw that I didn't like. Um, but I didn't also realize that I could ask for the things that I needed um, or be more forceful. I was very much put into this box of here's what I want you to be. And it was a, such a slow progression. Um, I don't know if anyone that's listening has been in a relationship with a narcissist before, but it starts out rainbows and unicorns. And very slowly over time, before you know it, you are doing everything according to their rules. And they define what love is, what marriage is, what partnership is, what parenthood looks like. They make all the rules and you don't even realize that you're going against your grain until it's too late. And then you are kind of stuck. So it took, it took a lot for me to, to open my eyes. I think a lot of people in my life probably saw things were a little off, but I also hid most of it. So you know, there were so many things that I just never told people. I never talked about our arguments. I never talked because it was embarrassing. You know, the things that we would argue about and then I would come to the table with, you know, here's something that I really think is is off. And I by the time we were finished with the with the conversation or or the escalated argument, I was apologizing. So it it, it took a lot of a lot of um build up over many years to realize like, Hey, wait a minute, this isn't okay. Um, our, our, my, there were a couple straws that I'd say broke the proverbial camel's back. Um, there were many times where I know I should have left. And there were times where I know I shouldn't have made the choices I made. Um, even when he proposed, I remember looking at his face and just thinking, you know, I was, I was very overweight at the time. I was extremely insecure and knowing what I know now about narcissists, I know that, that somebody who's very empathetic and nurturing, um, especially like an empath personality and a narcissist, they go together hand in hand. They, they are like moth to a flame. They are very attracted to each other because they both get out of each other what they need. I needed someone to take care of and he wanted to be taken care of. Um, and, and have that power over a person. So the first time I think I realized for just a split second that I could make another choice, I could 
turn around and, and, and not go down this path was when he proposed. And I knew in my core that this wasn't right, but I was so insecure. And I had these stories and timelines in my head that I, oh gosh, I had to be married by the time I was 25. And God forbid I have my first child after I'm 30. And, you know, all these things that you're kind of grown, that that, that are sort of your story in your head as you're growing up, like what a woman's life looks like and the timelines around that. And I knew I wanted the, the kids and the house and the marriage and the dog and like the typical picket fence, but it wasn't quite the picture I had had in my head with this man, but I just, I didn't say no because I didn't think I might have another opportunity to have all those things without saying yes in this moment. So, and I did love him. I really did. I just wished he was different, which is so ridiculous now thinking about it because like, okay, yeah, you love someone, but they're never going to be the person you really want them to be. Um, you know, because people don't, don't really change. I mean, they always kind of are who they are and that's not his fault. It's just, this is who he was. I have a real hard time noticing it and seeing it and calling it out. And I didn't have the courage to say no and to say yes to me instead. I thought, okay, well, this is going to get me the other things that I want, the baby, the house. I never really thought about, you know, would we be able to sustain a marriage with our personality types together? Uh, the answer is no. <laughs> so um, I said yes. And, and you know, I was excited and he was excited and but there were things going on in the background that I wasn't sure of. I had an idea that he was cheating on me. I had an idea that he was talking to other women. I was always told that I was insane, that I was jealous, that I was just insecure, that I needed to, you know, lose weight or look better. And then I wouldn't start, I wouldn't be so insecure and I wouldn't be so jealous. Um, so we, we went forward, we got married and um, we had our first child that was, you know, I was so excited to make that choice. And we had this cute little rental house that we had. And, um, so we had our baby and the saddest part for all of that beginning stuff was, um, again, like the idea that you have in your head of what things are going to look like. And I just thought, wow, like none of this is turning out the way I wanted. I wanted you know, to bring our son up in a certain way. And it wasn't happening that way. I didn't have a partner who was there all the time who really supported me. I think it was more anger in the beginning that he wasn't getting the attention he used to get. So he was just gone a lot. And it was me and my son and I was a new mom and I didn't know what I was doing. And I was, I was just upset all the time. I was disappointed in his choices and the way he was to our family. And I was disappointed in myself for continuously choosing him. And I was upset thinking that I was doing something wrong and, and feeling like a failure as a mother, because, you know, what kind of family am I creating for my son? I think my son was, I want to say, and I always get the timelines wrong, but I believe he was around two years old. And we had been in therapy in and out and I wasn't seeing a therapist and I still hadn't come to the realization that he was a narcissist. And 
we decided to go, I asked him to go on a marriage encounter weekend with me, which is uh, a form of like a, a counseling weekend. Um, really, it's for couples that have kind of lost touch who are are just looking for it to reconnect. It wasn't necessarily for where we were at. We were at a place of either something changes or we get divorced. And I would look at all these other couples and my friends who were getting married and their relationships seemed so different from ours and they seemed so happy. And I was absolutely miserable. I was continuously gaining weight. I, I, I think back on those times now and it was just so dark and even fuzzy. I've chosen, I guess, to forget so much of that. I really have to call up the memories when I, when I want to go back there, cause I have to reference something or, or remember something and it's difficult. Like I could tell you, you know, what I was wearing when I went to Disney, when I was five years old with my parents, but I can't tell you, you know, where we spent our second anniversary. Um, it, it just all kind of was a very dark time. And so we decided to go on this, this marriage encounter weekend and I could feel I could feel the walls up from him. I knew he was lying to me. I knew he was hiding something. Um, I hadn't in that at that time ever gotten him to admit ever that he had been unfaithful or even um, any of the things that I called out that they were real. I remember one time I, I found all these messages on MySpace and um, he shut down his MySpace account and he made me feel so awful about it. I ended up reinstating his MySpace account and then reactivating and refriend requesting all the friends that he had previously. Like, how messed up is that? What was I thinking? And it turns out one of those girls on MySpace, he had a baby with, which I discovered on our marriage encounter weekend. So we were on the weekend and the first night um, he came clean and said, yes, he had had an affair. And I still felt these walls, this, this very palpable block between us. And I connect to people in a really palpable way where it, it, it's just a visual energy. I feel it. I feel when somebody is being sincere, when somebody has their walls down, when someone's being vulnerable and I knew there was still something there. So the second night and after, honestly, after the first night when he told me he'd been unfaithful, I was so relieved because I knew, okay, we can get past this if, if he's wanting to get past it, if it's something that he's, he's, you know, regretful about and wants to move forward and, and it was a mistake. I just knew there was something else. And the other thing is I felt like, oh my God, I'm not crazy. That was such a huge relief for me to have some sort of insight into myself again, because when you're with someone like this and they tell you for years and years, you, you're nuts. The things you're thinking, you cannot trust your gut. You cannot trust your own thoughts. That was just a little bit of a, a light, a, you know, a flashlight into who I really was and, and that I could trust what I was feeling because I'm not wrong. I'm right. I've been right this whole time. And I didn't want to be right, but it, it was the beginning of me starting to remember who I was. Night number two comes along and I push harder and I'm like, there's something else. There's something you're not telling me. Okay. It was more than one woman. 
he confirmed that. Yes, you're right. It was many women. Okay. And you got one pregnant and he confirmed, yes, there is a woman and she is currently pregnant and we believe it's my child. And I was just devastated because I knew the picture I had in my head of what my family could be and that we could get past this and create something because there was real stuff there. There was a real connection, but it was shrouded and, and messed up by all this other stuff. So like, I think, you know, looking back, yes, there, there, there could have been a connection there, but it was unsustainable. It was like momentary and fleeting and it was never anything that could really be sustained because he was always going to go back to his true nature. I thought about it all night long and we actually spoke with a priest on the weekend who counseled us through it. And I think he was actually trying to tell me like, you can't move forward with this man. And I wasn't ready to hear that. I wasn't ready to make that choice. And I think I know anyone that's listening to this has, that's been in this kind of relationship, you know, people can tell you a, a million things, but until you're really ready to face it and really ready to move in a new direction and, and find the courage um, to do that, you're, you're not, you're not ready to see it. So we left the weekend, we renewed our vows in front of my parents and our son. And it was, it was the second time where I knew I was making a choice that probably wasn't the right one. And I said yes to him a second time. And it, things, you know, we went through therapy and, and we went through the process of finding out if this child was his, which it was. And then the process of then figuring out visitation and child support and all this stuff. And it was hard. It was so hard, especially because I hadn't told anybody. Because how do you tell someone? How do you tell your mom? Like, hey, mom, guess what? This guy that you've loved that you that's in our lives since, you know, how many years now? Um, this is what's going on. This is the truth. This is really what's underneath the veil. And, but I want you to continue to accept him and have him a part of our family because this is my choice. I couldn't tell them that. I couldn't tell them there was a baby and that I was paying child support on a child that wasn't mine. It was, it was, it was really, really difficult. And I started feeling like he was putting up those walls again and being dishonest and I, I had a feeling that he was starting to go in the direction of talking to other women again and looking outside of our marriage for whatever it was that he needed. And I got pregnant with our daughter and I cried for weeks because although I was so excited to have another baby, I knew I was bringing a child into this very difficult situation. And was that fair? Um, but I knew God had granted me this beautiful little girl for a reason. So <clears throat> I was sleeping on the couch one day, I was taking a nap and I was two months pregnant and his phone made a noise cause he was sleeping too. 
And I, I picked up the phone and I looked at it and it was a message from another girl. And it was, I was done. That was it. If there were, and I mean, I had given him every chance. I mean, the reason after the weekend I decided to give it one more shot was that in my head, I thought if I give it this shot and it doesn't work, I know I tried everything in my power to make this work. And after seeing that message and that even after that huge sacrifice that I made to be with him, despite everything that I now knew to be true, and he still couldn't be faithful. Still, I still wasn't enough. And that is so hard to face when you think, of course I'm enough. I'm enough for anyone. But some people, you know, I think a lot of it is is their own demons and their own things that they're struggling with. And it really, it didn't have anything to do. It didn't, not to say they didn't have anything to do with me. But I needed to let that go. And I needed to stop worrying about how he felt and what mattered to him and what he needed and just stop putting my energy there. What I needed to do was now focus on my two children and the kind of life that I wanted to create for them. And I found the power in myself and the belief in myself that I could move forward and do this. And it took a lot of planning. I wanted to make sure I could stay in my home that we had built and create. I wanted to make sure that their life was going to be stable and beautiful. And I wanted my life to be stable and beautiful. I wanted my life to add up to all the effort and all the things that I had built over the years outside of our marriage and outside of him. So I think the way I found that belief was getting extremely granular about how I wanted to feel every day and just starting there, you know, the, the kind of mornings I wanted to wake up and have, how did I want to come home after a day at the office? What did I want to walk into? How do I want my kids to feel? Do I want them to feel the stress of two people living in a home that don't like each other? That, that, you know, that, that, walking on eggshells because we don't know how he's going to be when we walk in the door. No, I didn't want any of that for them. I wanted them to feel free to be who they wanted to be and not feel under someone else's thumb and under rules that don't make sense. So I planned and I vision boarded and I journaled and I really figured out what does this life look like and then reverse engineered that. Okay, I need to make this amount of money a month to be able to keep this home, pay all our bills and be comfortable. So how do I do that? I worked my ass off and built my business up even more than it already was. I made sure that we had reserves and that I knew what our monthly budget was going to be. And then I kicked him out. We got divorced. And I remember the first time I took my son out without him being in our lives in that way. And it was so absolutely freeing. I remember feeling I was in the car and looking at the clock thinking like, okay, we have to get home. We have to get home. We have to get back. And then I realized like, oh wait, no, we don't. We can do whatever we want. And it changed 
everything. We got to make the rules. I got to guide these kids and, and be an example and show them that you can create anything you want. You just have to believe in yourself and make aligned action. And that's what I do every single day. There's been so many points in my life where I've had to overcome something really difficult. This was only one of the first times. And every time I look back and say, gosh, how did I do that? It's always been the same process. How do you want to feel? How do you want your life to look? What do you want to wake up and feel every single day? Where do you want to go? What do you want to achieve? What are your goals? Figuring out what my mission in life is. What are my core beliefs? Really being very clear about what those things are and then creating an action plan around that. That's what I've done every single time. And it's been such a beautiful journey and it's never ending. And now my hope is to inspire other women to realize and remember their power and who they are and who they are at their core and wake up out of this fog that they're in and realize, oh my gosh, I can create anything I want. I want that for all of you. I want you guys to find the belief in yourselves that I found in myself. And if you can't borrow mine, because I believe in you and I know you can do this. I'm not exactly sure how to end this episode. I probably recorded seven exits already. Um, it's scary. It's scary to share something so personal and intimate, but I wanted to share that because I asked my guests to do that. So, you know, I wanted to share my own story so that, you know, they feel comfortable doing that. And I think there's value in sharing our stories. I think people, it resonates with people. Everyone's going through something and somebody right now that's listening to this might be going through exactly what I went through. And to hear that it's overcomable, that, you know, to use a quote from Marie Forleo, everything is figure outable. There's nothing that we can't overcome. And I think I've overcome so many things in my life because I was able to develop true belief in myself and really fall in love with who I am and just keep growing her and elevating her and unfolding who I am at my my soul's level. I think one of the most important things in developing that true belief is, you know, watching for signs, listening to the things that come into your into your atmosphere, looking at the things that come into your eyesight, but you must spend time in quiet and being introspective because as much as the outside stuff can influence and help guide us, the real answers are inside of you. So meditation, journaling, whatever it is that allows you to get familiar with who you are, especially when you're going through trauma, there's so much time spent with your energy going out, whether you're taking care of other people or dealing with something outside of yourself. It's quite enlightening to go back inside of yourself and rediscover who you are because we're always changing. So who I was at five 
versus who I was at 16 versus who I was at 25 and who I am today at 41. I have just so many different evolutions there. And what have I learned in these 41 years? And, you know, what's important to me and how do I want to move forward for the next 41 or even the next 41 minutes? What do I want that to look like? And I wouldn't know that unless I spent a lot of time being quiet and listening to my own thoughts and getting really, really personal with my soul and understanding what makes me tick. Who am I? I think especially after a trauma, you don't know who you are because you've spent so many years not paying attention and not caring about yourself. So if this is you and you've just experienced something like this and you're looking to figure out how do I find that belief in myself? I don't know who I am. How could I even love myself? Because I don't even know who the heck I am. You need to sit down and get quiet and reintroduce yourself to yourself. Find the things that you f- love, the beauty, the things that you want to keep. And if there are things that you want to let go of, figure out how you let go of those things. If you don't like the way you react to certain situations or relationships in your life or you've changed over time and maybe the things that you used to believe in and feel were aligned aren't anymore. Nobody else can answer those things for you. You have to do it yourself. There's a certain amount of work here that has to be introspective and has to be with your own heart and your own soul. So I encourage you if this is you, to sit down and whatever feels right for you. Some people love journaling. Um, I I don't like writing so much. I, I enjoy writing, but not the physical act of writing. I can't, my hand doesn't keep up with my, my thoughts. So for me, I really, really enjoy vo- voice journaling. That's one of my my biggest tips. If, if your brain moves too fast and maybe you have ADHD like me, voice journaling has been a godsend. And the nice thing about that is you can listen back to your thoughts, which is just the coolest because now you're listening to someone else talk to you and it feels like therapy almost, but it's actually just you guiding yourself, which is kind of cool. But whatever method works for you, spend time with yourself. It's important. Be in the quiet. Just listen to your own thoughts and start to remember, oh, this is who I am. Okay. And this is what I love about myself. And this is why I'm beautiful and freaking amazing. And I think you're going to really love what you discover 